What are some unwritten rules at work? Uh, unwritten rules at work? I think the the basic thing is is, is food. So like, yeah, yeah. Like if it's got fish. a name on it, don't even touch it. Oh, 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 yeah, true. Yeah, for sure. But don't heat up fish. Is oh yeah, you guys yeah. follow that here? Nah, uh, I, I work gonna, overnight, so ain't nobody uh, here but me. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not gonna lie, no, because that's that's tough, man. Like you don't know, you don't know somebody's living conditions. Like if all they had was fish the night before, like I'm not gonna rob this man of their leftover lunch. Have right. you ever smelled the fish? I have heated it up before. I have, and had to sit through that. And sometimes you go, you go sit in your car, but that person <laughs> has to eat. It's not fair. Let them eat. That's like that's an unwritten rule. <laughs> it's different though, because we all have different jobs, right? Like an unwritten rule at your place might not be the same. Like we had some unwritten unwritten what? rules. <laughs> which which job? Yeah, that's true. I've, I've worked a lot. <laughs> okay, I worked at Emily. Okay, Emily Arena. I worked in the Chase uh, Chase Club. Super wealthy people. Yeah, I mean, like just rich people. I've seen our prices. I know how much it costs to get in there. Right. I don't know if I would do it. Sure. It's expensive. But this one lady used to come in there, and I seen her with like she came in with like the same dude twice. The first two times I work in pizza, see her two times. Third time she comes in, it's a different dude. No, I think she was by herself the first time. And I was like, "Yeah, hey, where's?" Where's your husband? And she just looks at me and she goes like this. She puts the finger over. She's like, and then I see some guy come around the corner. I guess he, I guess he was joining her. Came around the corner and she's like, she waved me off and just like looked at me like, have a good one. Yeah. So then the next time she comes in again and I apologize to her. I was like, you know, I didn't mean to cause any trouble. And she goes, I have these tickets are in my name. I can bring whoever I want. And she said, maybe if one day if I don't have anyone, I'll bring you. And she walked away. <laughs> And listen, I knew she was running game. I knew I was never getting invited, but I would never snitch on her. Nah, because if one day she needed somebody, <laughs> I was sliding in there with her. No question. I just came for the free food. <laughs> no, but she was super cool. But that's like that was. And every time I see her, I I just laugh. And she smiled and laughed, and she'd introduce me to her friend. Yeah, whoever her friend was for that day. <laughs> I, the one guy who went two weeks though, big ups to him. Yeah. He he got to go to two games. He, he knew what he was doing. Yeah. You know what? It might have been a double hitter. It might have been the same week. He might not have made two weeks. <laughs> it was a Monday or Friday kind of exactly. Thing. Never mind. I think a I think a universal one is like if you're sick, don't come in spreading <laughs> spreading germs. <laughs> Stay home if you're sick. That's a basic one. Elaborate. <laughs> well, Somehow, some way, I got strep throat for the first time in my life. And my doctor was convinced that it was somebody from work. So so I go in. Um, first, I, I wake up one day and my throat's kind of sore. So I'm like, all right, it's a cold coming. Your let throat me, hurt? Yeah. I know me, your throat hurt. Let me do the usual go get some tea, grab some cough drops. That didn't work at all. Right, <laughs> so I'm right. like, all right, day two is kind of rough. It's getting worse. So fast forward to like day five, I go to urgent care, $100 later, they say you have strep throat, give you amoxicillin. So I go take mox. it, oh my gosh, <laughs> I take it, <laughs> maybe like five days later, it's gone, I'm feeling fine, two weeks goes by, get it again, same <laughs> issue, same <My> issue. <laughs> I'm like, listen. I know I'm not going to go to urgent care because I'm not going to spend this $100 again. I'm going to use this little tool that we have with our insurance where you can Skype with a doctor and they could just prescribe you the medicine right over the phone. 
So I get on the phone with her, and I'm like, look, I had this two weeks ago. I know what it is. I don't need you to run any tests. <laughs> I don't need to go to medical school to know. Yeah. I throw her t- I got strapped. I'm not paying it's for like, an examination. Just, yeah. give me, <laughs> just give me the good stuff. Don't give me what you gave me last time. I need something strong. <laughs> Yo, I used to say the same thing to my doctor when he wasn't a doctor. <laughs> well, I've actually, I don't know if you can tell, but I've also got a little bit of a, a throat thing going on. I, uh, I did have strep back in March, and it sounded a lot like this, but it's a little different. Painful, man. Yeah. What's wrong with y'all? I don't know. I don't know, man. Weakened immune systems? I can't tell you. Got to eat more vegetables and fruits. We talk about this on the on the walk up to the <laughs> up the stairs. You're like, yeah. well, you, you always treat yourself better when you're sick than you do when you're not sick. And if I, I feel like if I just like ate the way I do when I'm sick, when I'm not sick, I wouldn't get sick nearly as often. Yeah, you're like the healthiest eater once you get yeah, sick. Yeah, nothing but like herbal tea it, and like fruits and vegetables. And it's nice, you know, but. You eat whatever you can to try to get healthy. You start that's like Google yeah. and stuff. Like, exactly. <laughs> How much turmeric do I need to like shove yeah. my ears to get the, <laughs> the health? It's the first time I bought ginger root in my yeah. life. <laughs> what's, the we- <laughs> what's the weirdest remedy that you've ever heard and like thought of trying to see if it worked? <laughs> Hmm. <laughs> there is <laughs> I really want to hear what John like I'm trying to think he's rolling over <laughs> yeah here. I know some people like for like uh, like juice cleanses and stuff they'll put like cayenne pepper and like lemon juice and that's all they'll drink for like a day or two yeah. or something like that which is like cayenne pepper and lemon juice is the weirdest thing yeah, that's wild that's a little mm. yeah you have one no I'm I'm trying to think myself um, I mean you know like Ginger ale. I feel like every black household, ginger ale cures everything. That's what you start off with. So yeah. it don't work. Yeah. Then, yeah. then you so move you on your way up to Vicks. <laughs> you know I mean? Oh, yeah, yeah. Well, it's, listen, that's not just a black thing. I'm, I'm half Dominican. Let me tell <laughs> okay, you. Okay. My grandma, she, it's called Viva Poru. Is what they call it. Vicks Vapora, but it's, she can't pronounce it right. So it's Viva Poru. <laughs> Viva Yeah. Yo. And she put that. Like you got a little uh, little chest cough, just slather that stuff around your chest, a little bit under the under the nose. It's uh, it's truly a miracle. Drink. T- I think it's crazy. Yeah, ginger ale is the same way too. It's, it's ginger ale for us is ginger ale. If you have like an upset stomach, ginger ale and those like export soda crackers. Yeah, yeah. You know, the the Keebler tins, the green ones. Yeah, they don't taste nearly as good. I mean, the old saltine crackers. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Okay, like the ones that they like almost like a sheet of paper, man. The things are like. <laughs> Six inches by like eight inches, bro. It's and now I know there's going to be a whole bunch of health people out there who's going to say, obviously, ginger ale makes you feel better. It's the ginger. It helps settle right. your stomach. We understand that. Right. But you got to, it only gets to a certain point where ginger ale is no longer the answer. That's correct. You need to take me to an ER. This yeah, is an emergency. Something. Still giving me a two liter ginger ale. Right. Listen, I'm going to read you some of these home remedies that okay. I want here. <laughs> you tell me if you've ever heard of them. Okay. All right. We got. Oh, how about we play a game where you tell us what the remedy is, and we'll try to guess what uh, fact or fiction. Yeah, what 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 would it cure? What would it cure? All right. Oh, I wanted to see. I wanted to see if he makes some. Okay, I like this better. Yeah, we'll hold on fact or fiction. Sorry. (laughs) Okay. You talk about like a guessing game, like like does this like what is this? Or is this like a fake? Uh, is this is this a real fake? remedy or not? Okay, yeah, okay, yeah, yeah I got you. Well, First of all, I have, there's no fact checks. I don't even know if these are real remedies. Right, right, but okay, they're claiming it is. So, first one is swallowing a spoonful of marshmallows to cure what? Ooh, you gotta give us a, a clue. Like a part of the body has got to be like your a, head. Okay. Oh, 
swelling in your head because marshmallows low key are kind of thick. <laughs> so all the power <laughs> thick. <laughs> so all the power it takes to swallow marshmallows. Like that's you're taking the you're taking the swell like you're taking pressure from one area to another. You're saying like sinus pressure? Yeah. Okay. I'm gonna say I'm gonna say migraine. No. You guys are getting cold. Oh really? Yeah. Okay. What about Sore throat? Yep. Wow. Okay. Maybe I can like kind of see that though because they're soft. Marshmallows are still soft. So it's yeah. almost like someone like petting the inside of your throat. <laughs> like, <laughs> like a soft pillow yeah, caress. Yeah, because yeah, like yeah. what else would you stick down your throat to kind of caress and finesse? <laughs> what do you... Oh, man, oh, relax. Bro. Relax. All right, give us the next round, man. Relax. We gotta, All right, next one. Next, bro. next one. This is a family show. I, t- I told we, my mom to listen to this. Moving on. <laughs> Okay. Wow. If you crack, nope, if you peel a hard-boiled egg and rub it, what are you curing? Ooh. Eczema? No. You got eczema? Eczema. Eczema. That's good, right? Come on, give us the credit there. You got it. But no, that's wrong. (laughs) Um, It's an Asian tradition. Ooh, oh, sorry. Do, do they all have a? Do they all have like countries of origin on there? Or is it just that one that had a country of origin? Because maybe that'll help us narrow. No, they no, they don't. Oh, okay. Sore joints. <laughs> so it states that you should slip an we- old silver coin into a freshly peeled, warm boiled egg, wrap it in thin cloth, and then rub it into blank. Oh, a rash. Mm, Clives. No. A burn. Something after you. Man. Mm, no. Oh, an STD? No. Oh, you. Because I said rash and then I said burn and then he kept looking at me like you're getting closer. <laughs> like those two things together. Something that would happen after a fight. Oh, black eye? Like a bruise? Oh, okay. black eye. Oh, black eyes. I don't believe that. Never mind. To bring down the swelling. Okay. So the coin absorbs the purple hue. I was going to say, I don't believe that. Chinese people don't lose fights. They don't never get black eyes. <laughs> they all can fight. How the hell you know what to do when you get a black guy? You ain't oh never had gosh. one. <clears throat> all right. You guys are never going to guess this one. You can leave that in if you want. I don't think yeah. that's that's no, a compliment, that. yeah. I feel like. I don't know. That's fine. All that's right. That'd be interesting. All right. You guys are never going to guess this one. <laughs> okay. Wet spinach behind the ears cures what? Toothache. I've done it before. <laughs> It works. Is it for? Uh, is it not? Is, 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 is it the confidence? Right? I believe it. I, I know. I was like, what? what? There's two things that you what? It's all about confidence, man. I'm gonna guess tinnitus. No, mm. I feel like you're gonna probably need a hint. Okay. I'm not gonna give it to you, but you probably need. Oh, wow, me. I like that. <laughs> That's cold. Who hired this guy? I like him. Does it? Does it have to do like with that area of the body, or is it like? It's, it's all. It's in your head. Okay. Um, you said spinach behind the ears. Yeah. You said cooked spinach, oh. or is it raw spinach? Wet spinach. A Wet spinach. Oh, you're close. Damn, I really. Ah. Is it like sinus pressure? Or is He's it? close. Bloody nose. Yep. Wow. Oh, teamwork. I don't know how the heck that's supposed to work. But no, yeah, me neither. <laughs> they just said it magically could work. <laughs> that's all they said. Okay. This might be a little R-rated, but nah, skip it. Put fresh, <laughs> fresh basil up your rear end for what? 
fresh basil in where the oh. sun don't shine? Yes. To help with being constipated. Yeah. Yeah. So you heard that before. I have not, but it made sense. So you've done that before. No, I have not. Yeah, I was going to say. <laughs> it makes sense, though. I've guessed all of these, I feel like. Ooh, okay. No, but my sister, my little sister has Chrome's. Oh, really? My, yeah. uh, my girlfriend has Chrome's. Yeah. I think we've talked about this before. I think we, we've yeah. had, yeah, we've had this conversation. You guys should definitely I may- hit up Publix after this. For some basil? Mm-hmm. Oh, I was really wondering where you were going with that. I was like, okay. <laughs> I may have to have my, if you don't mind, I might have to have my little sister talk uh, yeah, to Serena about that. Yeah. Okay. Be okay. Good for her. This, this one's for women. Okay. Okay. As we're all experts in the yep. subject matter. I'm going to step out of the room for this. <laughs> so, <laughs> so <laughs> what does papaya juice and milk do for women? Reduce menstrual cramps. Nope. What did you just say? Reduce menstrual cramps. Oh, that's good. That's good. That's you said it's for women. That's the first thing I thought of. Is it like a health thing for women? Cosmetology? Uh, it's in that area. Well, I want to say, I would say wrinkles because I feel female care more about wrinkles, but men could use help for that right. too. So Yeah, this is, so if I say strictly women. It's, it's strictly only, only for women. Oh. I hope. I hope. <laughs> is this R-rated? No, nah, it's not that bad. Okay. Hmm. You said papaya and what else? And milk. Papaya juice and milk. Well, milk's good for the skin. Skin skin milk or 2% or? No, it doesn't matter. Okay. (laughs) Whole milk, whole milk. Right, right. Got to use whole milk. You guys give up? No, 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 no. Can you give us a part of the body? No, because then that would give Is it for when they're sore? No. Something about them, though. It's an enhancement. Oh, it's Oh, to make them bigger. Make your boobies bigger? Yeah. Make the. Said milk supplies, Would you rub it on a, it? milk supplies a hit of protein while papaya's unique enzymes help digest and absorb the protein to help bulk up those pectoral muscles. That's not. Oh, so men can use it too. We have pectoral muscles. Yeah, but do you want bigger breasts? I mean, who? I think men want bigger pecs, yeah. Right. Does it, is it like muscle definition wise? Muscul- yeah. <laughs> I don't think they come out muscular. Though. That's, not, that's not a medicine thing, though. I'm talking about like medicine. Yeah, like, dude, we were trying to cure, like, yeah, don't know we were trying to I'm cure the world. You're over here looking. Trying to be an IG model, like, <laughs> oh, you're setting thirst traps. <laughs> That's ridiculous. Okay, I think you guys heard this one before. Onion in a sock for what? Headache, right? Mm. What, onion in, like, a sock you're wearing? Yeah. Does it matter the kind of onion? No. Hmm. Well, it for, can't help your feet because they st- it stink. Cause that's gonna, to be- and it's typically used for babies when they have this... So what you're saying, like, so you put the onion in the sock, you in put the foot sock. in the onion sock. You put the you put the onion in the sock with the foot, so the foot absorbs it. For it, for what condition? Hand, foot, and mouth disease. <laughs> what? Hand, foot, and mouth disease. You ever heard of it? No. <laughs> it's like babies get it all the time because when they suck on their toes, they get it. Oh no! This is like a ba- everybody gets these when it's cold out. When it's cold out. Oh. When it's cold. Out. A cold? Yeah. <laughs> a cold or a flu. I yeah, I, think, I, I never heard that one. I thought you did. It sounded like it. Honestly, I would rather do the onion in the sock thing than what I uh, had to do. I had to go to the walk-in clinic yesterday for my uh, for my voice. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it was, it's was. it it's been rough. So I, tell, I told the doctor, I was like, listen, man, like I, I do a radio show every night, and I need this throat thing cleared out ASAP. So I can get back to work and get back to work effectively. Also, you know, got the podcast, right? So, <laughs> so 
he's like, yeah, I got you. I'm going to, I got you with a, with a, a steroid, corticosteroid. I got you with uh, allergy medicine. I got you with an antibiotic, a nasal spray and an inhaler. I said, hey. oh, okay, that's what I'm talking about. Yeah. Yeah. Heck yeah. <laughs> he goes, there's one more thing though. We're going to give you a couple shots to get, just to get everything going right away. I said, all right, cool. She said, all right, my, my, uh, assistant's going to be in here a bit to give you your shots. And, uh, We'll talk about the treatment plan going forward. Which is nothing. That's easy. Right. So the lady comes in a couple minutes later. And I'm like, I'm ready. I'm pulling on my shirt sleeve. I'm like, let's go. Let's get this in here, baby. I'm ready to to uh, get my booster shot. <laughs> right. I'm, I'm, I'm ready to go. And uh, she says, listen, sweetie, this isn't going to go on your arm. <laughs> Uh-oh. <laughs> You'll put the same place you put the basil. Right. Yeah. <laughs> right in the keister. Not well, not the exact same place, but <laughs> general vicinity. But why? Like I don't know. Does it can anyone explain to me why like shots, you know, like that go better in, in the keister as opposed to uh, I don't think the they arm? do. Like is it so she stuck it in your cheek, I'm assuming? Yeah, well, it's like kind of like where like the hip meets the, the posterior. Really? Yeah, like a little bit of, a little bit below that. It's definitely like in the meat, but like not quite like I I don't get that. Like, wouldn't you think going right into your vein and your in your arm would be like directly well, know, into like, your bloodstream? When you're when you're doing like like um, vaccines and stuff, they do it like for the most part like in your like arm, like on like your outer bicep, tricep area, like a fatty area. Right. So maybe that's why so they so did like, it there. Not right into the vein, but yeah. I don't know why I had to do, had to be in the butt. I'm gonna be honest. Yeah, she could have she could have did bicep. Do you think she did she that on like, actually? Listen, that cake is looking real good. She could have that done. cake looks delicious. <laughs> Did she make you cough twice and everything? Nah, nah, nah. Do you do you know why you have to turn your head and cough twice? So you don't cough in their face? Yeah. <laughs> I, I thought there was some sort of like line that connects like your chin to your to your scrotum, man. I was like, what's going on? <laughs> so this cough doesn't work. Yeah. Okay, there we what's go. What's the difference? Like, no, I just don't cough in my head, bro. That's funny. That's hilarious. That's funny. Anyone else have any uh, any funny uh, medical stories? <clears throat> That they want to share, nah. so I'm not alone here and getting shots in the rear end. I just got horror stories, man. It ain't, it ain't too funny. No, nothing funny. All right, I'll skip that. I'm not trying to bring the mood down here. Yeah, yeah, I'm gonna pass on mine too. <laughs> you did tell me a little bit about yeah. Yours we talked about mine. We gonna skip over. It. Yeah, right, that's fine. I didn't hear it, but too in, bad. It's a, an intimate uh, physical skip. <laughs> skip. What's that? What's that? Skip. 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 <laughs> All right. Speaking of medical maladies, both of these uh, NBA teams are kind of injured. Talking about, of course, the the Warriors and the Raptors in the NBA Finals. The Warriors. What a! I think there's been a, an injury in every final or every, every playoff series this season. Wounded Warriors. The wound. Wow. Mm. Is that the name of the, the title of the podcast today? I mean, we could. It's not bad. It's not a bad title. <laughs> I hope so. Better than me thinking mine up at 4.30 in the morning when I post it, <laughs> which you got ripped on, but that's fine. We'll go ahead and skip that. Oh, my goodness. I was so supposed to be recording. <laughs> that's one thing I didn't do. What? I was going to write down what we talked about as we went. Oh, so you wouldn't have to go back and listen? Yeah. I tried that, but it's hard to pay attention. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, <laughs> see, this is how much we care about our content. Know, we just want to make sure you get the for, best for the content. description. Yeah, because anytime you want to, you know, kind of skip ahead to uh, to a conversation you're particularly fond of, you can always good look in the description of the oh. Somewhat Sports Podcast, and we'll have timestamps for you there and everything on the uh, boom. So, What's your excuse now? Exactly, there is none, none whatsoever. But anyways, let's get back to the subject <laughs> at hand here. So the Warriors are 
have sustained a lot of injuries. Of course, they lost Boogie in the first round. Thankfully, you know he's back. Uh, you know, good, good timing here. He he did look well. He looked a lot better in the second half of the of the second game. First half was he was okay, um, but he really shined in the in the second half of that second game. Um, now he's not totally in NBA shape right now in game in game shape because there's obviously a big difference between like doing your rehab shape and then getting into into like full you know 48 minute uh, shape, but. Between Kevin Durant being out at least for Game Three, possibly also Game Four, they're saying he's ramping up his his you know his workouts and his rehab, and there is a shot for him to come back Game Four. But as it stands right now, for sure out for Game Three, and most likely he'll be back for Game Five. But Looney's out now, and Clay has a hamstring issue that he's been dealing with. You lucky Aubrey. That's right. That's right. <laughs> Now the the Raptors aren't without their injuries. Also, I know Kawhi has had kind of a tough go of it. Um, I I had mentioned what's wrong with him. He's got like a, someone had mentioned. I think it was Danny Green who had talked about, it, and he kind of like let it slip. There's also like kind of like a knee thing going on with him um, that hasn't really been like you see him a little bit dived against the into. Sixers. He's not he's not jumping a whole lot. I've noticed that. Like Bucks I mean, too. he's getting he's getting to the rim. He's doing a really good job with his with his strength, but like the explosiveness, you know, straight up vertical is not there. I've noticed with Kawhi. Um, but again, you know, is I think that with a healthy Kawhi, the uh, the Warriors would be in trouble. But the Warriors still have Steph, even without Clay. I mean, Steph is really good, obviously. <laughs> Iguodala is, you know, one of the better defenders that we've seen uh, this series. And actually, really, most of the postseason, he's been a fantastic defender, defending some of the best offensive threats on the other team all all, uh, all playoffs. Now, are are you guys, in your opinion, nervous for the Warriors? Do you think that this that the Raptors have a better chance now than they had, even with Kawhi not really being one hundred percent? I don't. And one thing that you always notice when teams go down, players is. The other teams start to take it for granted. <clears throat> so the Raptors are looking like, man, these guys are dropping like flies. Natural human nature tells you, like, all right, this game might be easier than it is. And even if you like preach in the locker room and say, oh, we got to play harder than we we usually do, once you step on that court and see all those guys not there, there's just something in you that you know doesn't play to what you would if they were on the court. So the Warriors, the problem with the problem that the Raptors have is they got guys that are coming off the bench stepping up like Quinn Cook. Hmm. So I think somewhere on Who'd you say? Quinn Cook. Quinn Cook. Oh yeah. DMV baby. You know what's up? Jesus Christ. I always gotta throw the shout out. Like no I know. And then Do you made me say baby. it like three times. So like I'm you didn't really know who you're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> you could have just said DMV, like wow. I, was I, I just want to make sure we talk about the same person. So they got they got other guys on their bench that I'm looking at. I see can step up, and in this Warrior system, it's pretty easy to do that when you mm-hmm. have somebody like Steph spreading the court out. So right, I I don't have any any fear against Toronto. I will say that helps my argument for six games because it mm-hmm. may be pushed longer. Right, they might the, be able to take one at home again. Yeah, yeah. I don't think they're gonna win any of these two road games. Mm. It's the Raptors, I think that they're gonna drop. Oh these yeah, games the Raptors in Oakland. But I think that when they get back, you know, provided, I mean, 
it really depends on what the injury situation is. If Kevin Durant does come back for, for game five, then that's going to be a lot harder. But again, it depends on whether or not he's coming back at 100% or if he's like sitting at 80. But I think 80% Kevin Durant is still better than 90% of the league. But yeah. If they win these next two games, Kevin Durant's not going to play game five. If who wins? The Warriors. Because it does not make sense to rush him back for a closeout game that's 3 1. Like, I know you don't want to give the Raptors life, right. but like, if they. If the Warriors can go and win three games back-to-back, you almost don't want to mess anything up. It's not worth risking his injury. Let him heal all the way. Right. Get him for a game six where it's still closed out. We still got cushion. And I know that sounds crazy. Like You don't ever want to give a team any type of hope. I right. get that. Especially in the finals. End it as soon as you can. But I just feel like for Kevin Durant as well, I almost don't want to come back because if I come back, I'm a little slow of footed and we lose. If I come back, you just won three games without me. Now we lose. This, yeah. you're waiting to give a story to people. And I, like I said, I, you know, I said he should stay with the Warriors. I don't care what people think. But yeah. obviously, that's going to definitely surface. I think that he, I think if he's a hundred percent. He's going to come back no matter what game five. But oh, if he's hundred percent. If he's seventy five percent, yeah, I think he'll, he'll. I think you're right. I think he won't come back till game six. If he's if they're firmly like three one like in hand. Yeah. I think that if they need him back game six, they'll bring him back game six. If he's at you know. 85%, but if he's coming into game five with about 80%, I don't think so either. So how about a closeout game at 75%? Is he coming back? Well, close game... That would be a closeout yeah, game. game five, five, if it was 3-1. Yeah. these next two. Oh. And I, I still don't think... I, I just don't... Unless you're 100%, don't come back. Yeah. Unless I, we need you. I think, I think Kevin Durant is the type that he could not bear to sit out the whole series without playing at least one game. Because I think he would get more scrutiny for for sitting out and the Warriors winning without him than it would if he came back. What you, I mean, the, the the Warriors won a championship without him on that team anyway. Before he got there the year before. So it's not like Yeah, that. so now that that fuels the argument like they really didn't need you. I mean, they, they did. And I think that's a worse argument than... They did before he got there. Because okay. <laughs> so they're the going to win regardless. So right. This is why I don't understand why we do this. And I understand, like, you know... What I do, what I do get is that you want to build a resume. We talked about this, right? You want to build a case, mm-hmm. but why, when we talk about who's a better player, do we look at and say, "Look at how his team did without him. Look at how his team did without him." We're not arguing who's on a better team, right? Very well, your team can survive without, like, like for LeBron. I love LeBron, yeah. But when you look at a lot of teams he goes on, he becomes the GM, he becomes the coach. He, he was. He was huge in Tristan Thompson getting that that big deal. Right. He spoke on his behalf. He was big on J.R. Smith getting a big deal. Yeah. And then we talk about how you don't have anybody behind you, but he made his team. Mm-hmm. So, and then same thing with, with MJ. Everybody wants to say, oh, without MJ, the Bulls were still successful. Scottie Pippen's... That doesn't matter. All those guys yeah. played beneath Michael. They didn't win a championship after Michael. Yeah, left. but you, you see what yeah. I'm saying? It's like, I don't... I just don't... I don't understand why... Like, we look at what a team would be without a player. Like, if I'm Kevin Durant, you're not healthy, don't come back. If we right. win it without you, bro, you're still a champion. You're going to get paid this summer. And you yeah. can, wherever you go, you can prove yourself. Like, him, them winning without him, I don't think it really is a credit against him. At least it, no. I'm not knocking him for that. I will say that if if they do win this series, if let's say, like, Clay doesn't really come back 100%, you can tell that he's not 100%. He might, he might you know, struggle through this hamstring thing and still like go out there and force himself to play with a kind of, you know, bum hamstring, just kind of stay in the corner maybe. Um, But I think that the one who stands the most to gain is Steph Curry in this whole thing. 
Oh, for sure. You know, because I think that he stands more to gain than Kevin Durant has to lose, if that makes sense. Because I don't think, I, I think anyone who knows basketball even a little bit and watches Kevin Durant is not going to say like, oh, Kevin Durant is obviously not good, yeah. even <laughs> even if the, the Warriors win the finals, right? It's not, no one's going to turn around and say Kevin Durant isn't a good basketball player. And they're not going to say that, he's, that he doesn't help teams win championships because he's really good. I think you put him on any team in the NBA and that team immediately becomes better. Now, I'm interested to see what Steph Curry's legacy would be if they do win with a boogie who's coming off of an injury who's, you know, not a, he played well again in the second half of the last game, but he's not at 100%. If you have a Clay Thompson who's not at 100%, if you have Kevin Durant who doesn't come in until game five, you know, and if, they're, if their second best player right now is Andre Iguodala and they're still winning games. I mean, where does that put Steph Curry all the time? But that's I thought we I thought we talked about how good Steph. I, I don't I don't I agree with you. I think your typical fan will give him more credit for it. Because right. I, I think he does everybody wants once again though, they talk about how good his team is. Right. Like don't penalize, don't limit his success to who was around him. So no, I do agree. I, I think it would be nice to I I want to see him be what everybody knows he can be. Right. But make excuses for. So where would you guys put him all time if they do? uh... Behind MJ, for number two. two? Behind MJ. Uh, All right, all right, relax. Next, next topic. (laughs) (laughs) He's number two behind MJ. Well, can can you guys talk to to at least you know kind of pivoting a little bit? What what do the Raptors need to do right now to to beat the Warriors? If there's gonna if there's gonna be any chance right now at all, given what you know after seeing Game One and Game Two, they need to close better. I think they need to be able to withstand those runs that um, Golden State has. Right. Easier said than done, but when it comes down to it, that's what's that's what they're beating you at when they when they get on these twenty and zero runs, sure. historic runs. You can't let that happen. They are getting good looks. They are, and that, but they're just not capitalizing. Right. So I feel like they they probably when they go back to the locker room, they say if we play the same way we played, but make those shots, we win that game. Right. But. I don't know. It's tough, man. Bobby, what do you think? Pascal Siakam has to be game one. Pascal, Siakam. yeah. <laughs> and, and don't get me wrong. I think that's still too high of a ceiling to request every single game from right. him. But he, there has to be more from him. Mm-hmm. Danny Green has to show up, right? Like it, in game one, he he looked a little bit better. You know what I mean? He he hit some shots. I thought there was gonna be a little life for him, like, but he still. I don't even think, he honestly didn't even put that great. He just has not shown up enough. No. And I feel like they have to do what the Rockets couldn't do. When you see a weakness, you got to capitalize. Like sure. you said, the Warriors are wounded right now. Mm-hmm. They have to go still back home court advantage because that was huge for them being the higher seed over the Warriors. Right. I mean, nobody really questions the Warriors on the road, but that was to hold that over them. Now yeah, you got to find a chance. That was one thing at least that went in their favor. Exactly. It was it was something you they got to finish in the six. So now they have to go back and steal. With right. all these injuries, they got to go get one. This is the game to do it. Game yeah. three is the game to do it because you have Clay Thompson who's hobbled after you know only having being two games out of te- tweaking his hamstring. You've got Kevin Looney who's out indefinitely for the series. You've got uh, Kevin Durant who's probably not going to be back until, until at least game four, but more likely game five. Mm-hmm. And DeMarcus Cousins still isn't in 100% game shape. So if you're going to do it, <laughs> game three is the time to do it. Game four, you know, 
still an opportunity there, but your best chance to win, uh, to steal one on the road from the Warriors is in game three. Um, any, like anything defensively that you guys think they need to do? Like when I'm looking at the Warriors, maybe like trap Steph a lot more, maybe hit him with some double teams, make other guys around him make some plays. I mean, Iguodala obviously has been pretty good um, in finishing his shots. You know, he's been pretty clutch. He secured the game for him uh, in game two, you know, when it was kind of getting real tight towards the end there, hit that shot at the end. What do you, I mean, what, Defensively, what do you do to, to that Warriors team now that they are in the space that they're in right now? That is a good strategy. Like, get these other guys that are coming off the bench. Now, granted, Quinn Cook did have a good game, but right. you want to see him make, continue to make those shots in the, in the next game. Right. And, all, and any other guy that comes off the bench, you want to see them make the shots that they're not used to. Right. They do it, then you have a problem, but right. it's better than getting Steph hot or, um, sure. or Clay if he comes back or even Draymond. You definitely don't want him to get hot. So, Right. That's true. I think that is. Uh, I just, I think that, I mean, and this is my, my opinion, which I, th- I think you guys know, you know, I'm not speaking out of balance here. I see you guys know X's and O's basketball a little better than I do. But in my opinion, from what, you know, I've seen, maybe you could do kind of what the, kind of what St- uh, Steve Kerr did, making the offense kind of run through, um, or not necessarily making the offense run through, but, what they did to James Harden, for example, where like they kept driving at him, like whoever was guarding, uh, whoever James Harden was guarding, just kept running at him, right, running at him to get him tired by the end of the game. If you do kind of that same thing, and maybe run it through Marcus Saul, a lot of your offense, maybe, you know, and have him post up, uh, Demarcus Cousins, maybe get him tired at the beginning of the game. Foul trouble. Yeah, something like that where he's like extra tired. That might be something that Nick Nurse might be looking to do, kind of run. Because Marcus Hill's kind of been, in my opinion, a little bit timid with the basketball in his hands in this series so far. I think he needs to do a little more. And I think that going against a DeMarcus Cousins, who is still not, again, not 100% game shape, might be a good idea. What do you guys think? I think they're going to look to be more aggressive, like you said. Because yeah. I think they might play that game where they want to see the Warriors in foul trouble early because mm. – that's almost just as bad as somebody being injured and having to leave the game right. in early exit. So I think that is a, a good um a good strategy for them to 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 be aggressive, especially inside to start drawing those fouls early. Right. It's definitely a different look. I think the only thing that you have to be careful about is when you start to play out of your identity. Okay. Because when you do that, it's like, all right, well, I got guys who I need to get going and Usually, if you're usually a product of off of someone else, sometimes mm-hmm. you don't know how to go get your bucket. Now, don't get me wrong. I know Marcus all can post up. He has plenty of moves. That's not a question. Right. But a lot of times when you try to force guys, like what happens is you'll get a mismatch and everybody, mouse in the house, expose it. And you tell somebody to post up. Well, if you keep doing the same thing over and over again, people start to pick up on things. They make it a little bit more tough. Sure. What other? I think what they have to do is expose Steph Curry and a lot of the other guards put a lot of pressure on the guards for the Raptors mm-hmm. getting second chances. They've done a good job offensive rebounding. Sure. So if you're going to do something out of character, make it a hustle thing. So instead of you got to have people step up and take on roles defensively, you got to see more guys taking Steph Curry. Van, Van Vliet can't do it the entire time because right. he's giving a lot of effort, but he's getting tired. Right. And you, you know need the mean? offensive output from Van Vliet because no one else is stepping up really for the Raptors offensively. So you're going to need hustle from from guys to do different things. Play out of your role. Go get more offensive rebounds. Go get second chances. You see right. Kawhi does. He does a great job of it. Mm. It's like if they're going to beat them, they they as cliche as it sounds, they have to literally want it more than them. Because right now, that's what the war is. It's all, for them, it's just the 3 P. 
They got yeah, guys hurt. His gravy. Yeah, they want they want Steph Curry. They they're they're playing for him. Even Eagle Doll even said it. I'm playing for Steph. Yeah. I'm playing for his legacy. Which I think is kind of tongue in cheek a little bit, but I don't know, man. They I, do, they do. I mean, they, I think they know. Like as a, like in the building, they know they wouldn't be where they're at right now. I think you t- you take anyone off that team, no one's more valuable than Steph Curry on that team. I would agree. Yeah. So we'll see. I I just Raptors gotta. It's gonna be tough if yeah. they don't win Game Three. It's a gentleman's sweep. Sure. Warriors in five. Game, if Game Three is make or break, I feel like for the Raptors. Yeah, I believe that because again, I think it's their best shot. And, and to your credit, I mean. I, I agree 100. percent You know, because you, you don't want to have your offense, I guess, run entirely through Marcus All because that's not really what got you to the place that you're in right now. You're, you know, Kawhi Leonard is the heart and soul of that offense, and having shooters surrounding him is really, you know, what the the best way to do it. And you don't want to get too far away from that and just go straight to down low, you know, post moves with Marcus All and having your offense run through that. But I think that's something they should look into doing a little more. You know, especially at the beginning of the game, just like getting Marcus all going would be really, really good, I think, for them too. Just yeah. even getting his confidence back a little bit in the post against a, a little more tired Boogie Cousins than maybe, you know, have him out for some threes, you know, have a shot, have a little more confidence towards the end of the game as well would be would be huge. Anyways, so a uh, little bit of NFL news. A little bit of NFL news. It's kind of the, the slow season, especially after the draft. There's, you know, OTAs is really like, oh, who's not showing up for OTAs? Although back oh, no. yeah. Uh, Rashad Jones to the Dolphins and showing so up for OTAs. Salty. Like, let that go. Why, why, why are you mad he's not there at OTAs? Because I can't wait to see them fail. I know. Wow. You really praying for somebody else to downfall. Yeah. Well, let's, exactly. we'll, we'll, get, we'll get into that in a little bit. But let that hurt go, man. One of, one of, the, one of the bigger, I guess, uh, you know, soap opera storylines uh, in, in, the, in the NFL at this offseason. Right. Gerald McCoy is now officially a Carolina Panther. Now with a hundred, I think it's a million dollar base salary, but like ten million in incentives available for uh, Mr. Gerald McCoy. And of course, the Carolina Panthers are a division rival in the uh, NFC South with the his former team, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. And the Tampa Bay Buccaneers are not necessarily sad because they picked up Indomik and Sue, who you know some might argue is, is still a better player at this stage in his career than Gerald McCoy. They do you know some of the same things very well, some things a little differently, but they're both very talented defensive tackles. No one else, no one's going to say uh, otherwise, in my opinion. But it's if you're a Buccaneers fan, that's that's a painful departure, I would say, because I mean he was drafted by the team, he's played tremendous for the team, made a couple Pro Bowls for the team, and. It's got to hurt just a little bit more to see him go to a rival. Like, I remember, I'm a Dolphins fan. I've mentioned it a couple of times on the podcast. Okay. So sorry. Jason Taylor. I know. Listen, relax. Anyways, <laughs> Jason Taylor. Okay. Defensive end, Hall of Famer. You know him. You love him. Played for the, for the Redskins for a little bit. We didn't get the same Jason Taylor. Either. No, but I mean, he was also like 35 years old. So relax. Okay. <laughs> but I, I grew up watching Jason Taylor absolutely dominate in a Dolphins uniform. Okay, it was fantastic watching him play. We never won anything really, but he was really good. And I remember when Bill Parcells got to the Dolphins, he released him. Jason Taylor said he was a little too old. He said, you're gone. Hit the road, Jack. And he got picked up by the New York Jets, mm-hmm. hated division rival. And watching him in that nasty puke green that the Jets have <laughs> made me sick. My puke was the same color as those jerseys. It was... There were, and, and they made the playoffs that year. And like part of me was like happy because, like, of course, like I'm happy for Jason Taylor to have a shot at a, at a ring. Because I think they did go to the uh, AFC Championship game uh, that season. But, but seeing him in that uniform tore me up inside. Hmm. I've never recovered. 
there's like a small stain on his legacy, in my opinion, as as a Dolphin player. Hmm. Okay, and it hurt me. It hurt me internally because that was my childhood. My whole childhood was watching Jason Taylor King. Okay. Now I'm asking you guys: Do you have anything that's near that uh, that level of, of pain when it comes to uh, watching one of your one of your players go to a different team? Yeah, well, I see Odell in those jerseys. It makes me want to <laughs> in the dog pound in those brown jerseys. It makes me want to do. <laughs> it makes you want to what? None. You say do do. I didn't say do do. I could have. Didn't that? Isn't that what he sound like? He said. Yeah, I think I only said one half. Of the, yeah, I cut it off. Man. Oh, okay. But, yeah, I want to see him fail, and I want to see them fail. Wow. <laughs> well, to, to be <laughs> fair, though, you, can't, you can't really blame Odell because Odell, he got traded there. True. Yeah. He didn't leave. True. But you're that, like, that's the one trade like you're really hoping doesn't work out? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Was there any? Because we don't have anything know. going for us. So. <laughs> right. So yeah, you're not a good quarterback in the draft? Daniel Jones, oh, no, no, no. baby. We got right. the good quarterback in the draft. That's rough. What about you, Bubby? Anybody you miss? I'm surprised you. Before we get to Bubby, I'm surprised you don't feel that strongly about Landon Collins going to uh, I don't, to man. Bubby's team. Because when you're this low, like anything <laughs> that happens to you really doesn't matter at this right. point. That's hey, right. man. Yeah, we got Collins. We got Cromartie. He didn't come straight from you guys, but and then we also got Haskins from you guys. We got all three great players from the Giants. pillars of the uh, of the franchise. Yeah, we appreciate it, man. We're gonna put them to good use. I hope y'all fail too. Wow, it's rude. So, are there any any painful departures? Any any guys you see you know that went to another team that when you look at you're like ah, Redskins legend that uh, God, you just look dirty in that uniform. No. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it just doesn't look right. The Wizards, makes me sick. the Wizards have done it a lot more. Okay, well, you in, see, in like, basketball, what about yeah, the, uh, yeah. different sports? Is there a different sport that you see? Like when I saw Dwayne Wade in a Cavaliers uniform, not even not even so much the Chicago Bulls uniform. Chicago Bulls uniform, I was like, okay, like he's from Chicago, the area, I get it. But seeing him in a Cleveland Cavaliers uniform made me oh. absolutely sick. How about Shaq in any jersey? Shaq, man, Shaq's <laughs> has more jerseys than I don't know who I, th- I can't name one athlete who had, or who has more jerseys than Shaq. So you said the Wizards. Who are you talking about, Jordan? <laughs> Boy, I was happy. Any game Jordan played in the Wizards jersey was like, man, just do your thing. Yeah, like he right? could still be playing right now for the Wizards, and I, I'd be happy. So Come off the bench, easy. Yeah, no question. No, we've just seen we've seen guys leave. I think John Wall's going to leave. I think he's going to become right. a stud. Um, Once he gets his fitness regimen taken care of, shoot the Pistons. We had we gave the we gave the pisses like two or three people. What about did Peyton Manning switch? But yeah, Peyton Manning went from the Colts to the to the Broncos. But I think that yeah, there was kind of like a like a sweet like all right, your time here is done because he was coming off that Brett uh, Favre a little bit. Oh. Yeah, when he went to the Vikings. That's, yeah, the four, Green, Green Bay, Green yeah, Bay Vikings. That's big. Yeah, hundred percent, hundred percent. What are some of the other big? Uh, Kevin Durant went to the war. No. Yeah, yeah. I mean, but was there? I mean, I guess there was like a little bit of a rivalry, like brewing there. But they, they're not like historic rivals. They don't have like that many. Like nobody talks about Isaiah Thomas playing for the Lakers and the Celtics. Uh, it's a joke. I think it's a joke. <laughs> yeah, nobody saw him play. <laughs> Disrespect. Is that a short joke or a playing time joke? I don't. I don't know playing, which way. You, okay. Playing time. Is Brett Favre like the biggest like team trader and? Ooh. In sports history, you go back from like 
going from like, that, that rivalry between the Packers and the Vikings. Yeah. Was and the fact that he was so successful for the Packers. Exactly, it's not just the fact that he went to right, what's his and name, he, and he still had success what with about, the Vikings. Yeah, he was Vikings. good. He was pretty good with the what Vikings. About, what about To? To you mean like going from the Eagles, Eagles to the Cowboys? Um, or for the Cowboys to the Eagles, right? Division, no, was it, that's more his personality, though. He also didn't start off with either team, though. Yeah. He started off with the with the Forty ers So I'm sorry, like because Brett Favre was rivals. Like, he went that, from one to another. Brett Favre would start off with the, with the Falcons. A lot of people don't know that, but he, was, he played his first year with the Falcons and then got traded to the Packers. But, yeah, but I mean, I feel like more people know about um, about Terrell Owens' 49ers career than people. Right. He's had a lot of good moments in a lot of different places. Yeah. Buffalo Bills legend Terrell Owens. <laughs> there's got to be more. I, think that, I don't know. That. I can't think of any other ones. There's definitely some. Of the, there's going to be people out there like, how can you not? Yeah, believe, yeah, yeah, I can't believe you didn't bring up the time. I don't know because oh, Bryce worse. Harper leaving. Yeah, well, did, well, yeah. I guess going from from the Nationals to the uh, to the Phillies, to the Phillies is, that's an inner inner division rivalry, and that's kind of tough. Are we not going to bring up when SpongeBob left the when he left the crab, crab and, <laughs> and went to work for Plankton? Wait, he did. Yeah, yeah, but that was that was not of his own volition. That was. Hey man, he worked. Krusty Krab is unfair. <laughs> Mr. Krabs is in there. <laughs> I'm trying to think of some. Um, Air Bud never switched teams or anything like that, right? He was always on the same track. Right. I think we're talking about real sports. Uh, my fault. Let's see. Oh, it was. I, this doesn't count as switching teams, but it was rough seeing Derek Jeter as the as a part of the Miami organization. Is it though? Yeah. I mean, we you, did beat you, them in that find, 2003 World Series. You find a sweet. job with the with the Yankees. You retire with them and then find a job with them. Yeah, but I mean, if you're gonna if being the owner of a franchise versus being like some scout, I mean, it just seems like it's like he's Mister. Larry York Bird Yankees. did it though. Larry Bird's the same way. It's, but you could you see ties to Indiana. Man. Wow. <laughs> what? I mean, yeah, that's true. But <laughs> he's still. from Indiana. Like, yeah, he played for the Celtics though. But he's from Indiana. All right. So, what's wrong with Jarek Dieter? <laughs> so I can see that. Who? Jarek Dieter is a Jarek Dieter. Who the hell is that? Jarek Dieter. All right. So I got a, I got a list here of the uh, top ten all time sports traders. Ooh. According to Fox Sports, back in 2016, Carl Malone, Gary Payton. It's a pretty good one. What to the Lakers? Yep, that is crazy. That was a weird team. It was. Uh, Marion Hassa. These are that was a trade you just said though, right? That was, I was I was talking about traders, like biggest traders, like sports traders. Uh, Marion Hassa. I don't really know Marion Hassa. <laughs> he's, a, he's a hockey player. Apparently played for the Red Wings. Uh, Roger Clemens, Wade Boggs, and Johnny Damon. Of course, uh, ditched the Red Sox to go to. Yankees. That's of course. That's why we don't know none of these. Pretty bitter, uh, pretty bitter rivalry. But Bill Belichick, a lot of people don't know, was the head coach of the Jets for like two days. No, I knew that. And he resigned. He, I think he wrote it on a napkin. Was it? Was that how the the mythology goes? Where he's like, just like said, like I'm done with this. Yeah. I'm not working for this rinky dink franchise. And then <laughs> signed with the Patriots, and the rest has been history. <laughs> Although I honestly I prefer this timeline because I've grown to hate the Patriots because of the fact that they've been successful. I hate the Jets just on principle. 
So the, the Jets being good. That what did your high school principal have to do anything? <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> Terrell yeah, Owens makes the list fans? here. Terrell Owens makes the list. Told you. Yeah. He was, yeah. Good call. Uh, Dale Earnhardt Jr. <laughs> what? He proclaimed in 2007 that he would no longer race for DEI Racing, opting for the more successful Hendrick team. Is that like switching from Adidas to Nike? Well, it kind of is, but there's one problem. Uh, DEI is an acronym for Dale Earnhardt Incorporated, which is the team that his father raced for. Yo, I, was, I wasn't trying to be funny. I was literally going to say, what did he leave his father? And he did. Yeah, we, Dang, the, the, te- the team that, uh, yeah. It's like Lonzo Ball leaving BBB. Right. Oh. Except more cold because Lonzo Ball's dad is still with us. <laughs> Dale Earnhardt is not. Yeah. Uh, Nick Saban, oh my god, I can't Ooh, believe that hurt. Yeah, that hurt a lot. Oh my goodness, of course, you know, he <laughs> left LSU to, to coach for the Dolphins, which is you know a step up, you know, going from college to to the pros. And he he had some okay moments, uh, coaching for the Dolphins, but not a ton of success for the Dolphins franchise. And time after time, he would say, Oh my god, this got me hot. I still hate Nick Saban to this day. <laughs> Okay, because oh, we're not Alabama job. What Alabama job? Never heard of it. <laughs> and then this snake, man, this snake, this lying. Oh, he didn't know about the Alabama job. Right? It was news to him. Le- leaves Miami to go to Tuscaloosa. Who the heck leaves Miami to go to Tuscaloosa? I know one person. His name is Xavier. <laughs> Anyways, we're not gonna talk about Calipari. Well, it's not really his fault, though. He left the net. Well, he didn't really have a choice. He lost his job. Right. Didn't Kobe tell him, if you would have took me, you'd still have your job? <laughs> Bobby Petrino also makes the list. Deion Sanders also on the list. Why? Why does Deion make it? Uh, let's see. It says, in the 90s, the best show the NFL had to offer was 49ers Cowboys. Deion Sanders, classic frontrunner with the game's greatest corner, completely took away Michael Irvin as an option for Troy Aikman when the 94 Niners were able to break the Cowboys' quest for the three-peat in a 38-28 NFC Championship game. Instead of sticking to Dallas again, Deion said yes to Jerry Jones in the offseason and helped lead the Cowboys back to the promised land. Uh, but... He was then led. Cowboys uh, failed to re-sign him, and he ended up signing with the Washington Redskins uh, after that. So, you know, I can see why that would be up there in the uh, sports yeah. traders. Brett Favre, like I said, makes the list. We talked about him already, and uh, LeBron James, of course, making his decision oh. to go to South Beach, the greatest sports trader in history, according to Fox Sports in 2016. Which, like, they're not really rivals, though. No, I mean, they are because of it now to a degree. Like, I always feel like a little happy whenever Cleveland is terrible. So, seeing them this bad. Why not Ray Allen? <laughs> if LeBron's on the list, he does. Yeah, he left the cell. Yeah. Well, Ray, uh, Ray Allen is hated by, not hated, but no, r- r- there's like a little, you know, dark spot on his on his resume. Yeah. By the Celtics. Yeah. Well, by Paul Pierce specifically. But then again, Paul Pierce has taken a lot of L's lately. So, I think I'll just let him have this W. <laughs> I won't hold it against them, yeah. but he should just get over it. But did you see uh, <laughs> Toronto was not happy after? Uh, oh yeah, when they had, when they started the chant, yeah, he was up there. <laughs> it all started with him when he when he came at D Wade, man. Because <laughs> they really did, and I, I know I brought up D Wade a second time, but this is for real though. Because he never like backed down; he just doubled down on yeah. everything he said. Yeah, 
Oh, I would be. <laughs> I was a better player than Dwayne Wade. Get out of here, Paul. Maybe he believe it. He can uh, if he wants to, but that's not something you say on the air when you got some credibility behind you. <laughs> you tell your wife that. You tell your family that. Your kids that. Your mom that. Keep it to yourself. Anyways, I want to go over one thing real quick. We're nearing the end of this podcast, but we had a heated debate going on before the podcast started as to what foods qualify as sandwiches. There was a little point of contention as well, to what started with is cereal soup. Right. Oh which, yeah. That was, that was one is. question was, is cereal, cereal a soup? soup. Which I mean, it's a soup. Technically that like the thing is that with it's soup, a soup, the thing is with soup is that you have to like let the ingredients sit in the broth for a while. If you leave cereal in there for too long, it gets soggy and you don't do that. I still eat. I like my Frosted Flakes a little soggy. No, see, the thing is that I think you tell need, me no. In order for it to <laughs> be. Say no, no, no. I'm going to tell you why. That's weird because I do, but continue. I'm going to tell you why you're wrong. Okay. <laughs> I think that in order for it to be a soup, you need to cook whatever the substance of the soup is in the broth or water liquid portion of the soup. That's not in the definition of soup. What's the oh, definition of soup? What is the ahead, bring it out. A liquid dish typically made of boiling meat, fish, or vegetables in, in stock or water. Right. So you don't prepare it says typically, the right? cereal in the oh, I'm soup. I'm sorry. Because when we, when we talked about the sandwich, we, we, we talked about every single word. Did we not? Does that not say typically, John? It does. Okay, thank you. Okay, we're going to argue the semantics over like, yeah, typically. <laughs> no, no, so if I take a pizza and I put it into a bowl of water, it's not soup. All of a sudden, typically. <laughs> Whenever you're done, you, you want to make a point and you looked at the words. When we looked at the definition of bread, looking at the words here, it says typically used, which can allow for variation. I don't think it has to be. You say what you think. I'm just saying what I think. All right. I don't want to argue. Well, with I want to move into the actual topic, which was sandwiches and whether like a wrap qualifies as a sandwich yeah talk in the microphone buddy for this whole thing to work it says soup is primarily liquid food generally served warm or hot but may be cool or cold right gazpacho i think it's cold but it's not cereal where does that say that cereal can't be considered a soup we gotta tweet general mills yeah i think i mean we could definitely carry on but that's just my <laughs> opinion all right so i have a couple of nominees okay because i think that Obviously, like if you take like a ham and cheese sandwich, two slices of bread. What about like a hoagie roll? Is a hoagie roll a sandwich? Yeah, right. I think we can all agree. Now, what's the difference between like ham and cheese in a hoagie roll versus a hot dog? <laughs> a hot dog isn't a sandwich until the bread is separated. <laughs> I'm not talking about a hot dog roll. I'm talking about, I mean, a, a loaf of bread isn't a sandwich until you cut it either. True. Now, then it's just slices of bread. It's still not a sandwich. But you can, it can't become a sandwich. Unless <laughs> you use two of them and put all the meat in between. Wait a second. Wait Ooh, a second. That'd be a big shot. Is a pig in a blanket a sandwich? Oh, wow. So pig's in the blanket. Right. Isn't it one roll wrapped around a hot dog? Is My understanding is like you take like a, like a pastry mm -hmm. and you roll a, one pastry, a pastry. Right. Yeah, but we looked up the definition and the definition did say or. So it can be a single bread with food on it or two slices. It did say that? He did say A single bread? 
a single see. piece of bread? Yeah, I think a single slice. It is a, a single slice. Like open face sandwich. Like an open open face sandwich is just one slice of bread with stuff on top of it, and you eat it. Like I think with a like a I don't know flatbread. I guess I don't know how to tell you. Because if that's the case, anything with bread is a sandwich. Then is that how that works though? Like, is a tortilla considered bread? Tortilla is considered bread, and unless you, it's you a corn tortilla. Up. Yeah, there you go. This is, I mean. It says the definition of a sandwich, an item of food consisting of two pieces of bread with meat, cheese, or other f- filling between them, eaten as a light meal. So this doesn't have the or. And this is the definition from... So that would mean that a wrap is not a sandwich. I mean, tech, by this definition, that's another thing. How we got all these... How we? Who's allowed to be coming up with definitions? Like Webster, Webster should who's be the, the authority only, right? Urban Dictionary comes in quick second. Webster should be the only person's... Sandwich definition Webster. Is a quesadilla a sandwich? Not a half quesadilla when you fold it over, but like two tortillas. I got an answer for you. Okay. This says, Merriam-Webster Dictionary makes ruling. A hot dog is a sandwich. The definition of a sandwich is bologna too. (laughs) I see what they did there. A sandwich is, according to the dictionary folks, two or more slices of bread or a split roll having a filling in between. So like we said, Hot Pockets would be a sandwich as well. One slice of bread covered with food could be a sandwich. So to your point, a pizza. A pizza is a sandwich. By by mm. we- by Merriam-Webster definition. Mm. Wow. Do we care that much about definitions? I mean, <laughs> life has to have some semblance of structure, right? And I'm not trying to get okay. Never mind. I'm not going to say it. I'm not going to say it. I think that's too much of a conversation. We won't go there. Yeah, we're about an hour into the podcast, so thanks oh. for teasing that and not saying anything about it. <laughs> Don't you hate when people do that? Yo, yeah, I gotta I tell you something. Nah, I can't even tell you. I'm gonna I'm wait until they tell you. I'm gonna. Yeah, <laughs> just, people do that. just say it. What do, you, what do you gotta say? Someone made a good point when they were talking about what's legal and what's right. Mm. Okay. Right. So just because something has a law for it doesn't always mean it's right. Sure. We do. We see the same thing in sports. That's why we change rules because some rules just don't make sense mm-hmm. or we like to see how they change. Same thing with slavery. At one time, it was legal to separate things. Right, we but morally understand. there's... Exactly. Repugnant, yeah. there's, there's a difference between being legal and being right. Yeah, being lawful and being moral, right. So can the same thing be taken when it comes to these definitions? Because someone... Is literally, and I know two different realms, Bubby. My gosh, you just compared slavery to sandwiches. Yeah, not at all. I would never in my life. See how you try to put me against my black people. Now, now every black listener gonna have a problem with me because of John. Don't <laughs> so, listen. I'm to sorry me. to do that to you. My real ones know. But listen, <laughs> but can that someone's giving a definition? So just like Webster has a definition, that's still someone's opinion. At the end of the day, technically, it someone had to. Put that definition in there. Sure. So that's someone's opinion. So just because it says it doesn't mean it's right. That's fair. Now, what you're saying, I think, in, just because something's legally qualified as a sandwich does not mean like I, you can't, with moral justification, make a pizza a sandwich. Yeah, like, exactly. Like I'm not saying- It doesn't feel right. If I open up a sandwich shop, right. don't come in ordering a slice of pizza. Right. This is a sandwich shop. I, I'm not serving that. What about like a French bread pizza? That's still a pizza. That's not a sandwich. Though. But I mean- it's on French bread. Unless you eat two of them. It's on French and bread. And you make a sub out of it. It's on French bread. Boom. Does I it still, have to have 
the other half of the French bread on top of it to be, a, I mean, of course that makes it a sandwich. Yeah, now it is a sandwich. What if you slap, fold your pizza over? Uh, it's still one slice though, it's one bread, yeah. I mean, that makes it a calzone though at some point, doesn't it? That's true. Hot pockets, what, this is too much. There's a lot of uh, ambiguity in the culinary world here. But on that note, uh, I think it's a good place to end it. Um, thank you so much for listening to another episode of Somewhat Sports, episode 21. Please don't forget to uh, rate, review, and subscribe and all those fun podcaster words that every podcast says. Um, for Somewhat Sports, I am John Dennis. I'm Bobby Johnson. I'm John Williams. And uh, you can follow us on uh, on Instagram at Somewhat Sports, on Twitter at Somewhat Sports, and uh, Instagram and Twitter at John Dennis Radio. Uh, J.O. Williams 5 for, for John Williams on Instagram and Bubby finally getting the uh, the brand uh, <laughs> uh, what, what is it, what's the word I'm looking for uh, together I don't know what's the what's the word I'm looking for there Bub cohesiveness universal no universal. it's uh, you, you have the same the same Instagram and Twitter handle finally I don't know what the oh he did it yeah I knew I should have did it before universal it. yeah Y-A-L-K-N-O underscore B-U-B-B-S y'all know Bubs y'all know Y'all know. So please give us a follow on uh, on the social media. It doesn't cost you a dime. And uh, always, uh, you can always reach out to us at Gmail, uh, at uh, somewhatsports at gmail.com. And uh, once again, thank you for listening to another episode of Somewhat Sports, and we'll catch you next week.